Welcome to Jimmy Zen Reads, Philip Brent, Celtic Fairy Tales. Fair, brown and trembling. There were once three sisters whose names were Fair, Brown and Trembling. Fair and Brown had new dresses and went to church on Sunday. Trembling wore rags and was kept at home to do all the cooking and heavy work. They would not let her go out the house at all, for she was so much more beautiful than the other two, they were worried she would find a husband before they did. Fair and Brown kept on this way for seven years. At the end of that time, the son of the king of Omania began to pay court to Fair, who was the elder sister. One Sunday morning, after the other two had gone to church, the old hen wife came into the kitchen to Trembling and said, You should be at church, not working here at home. How could I, asked Trembling? I have no clothes good enough to wear to church, and if my sisters were to see me there, they would kill me for leaving the house. I will give you a finer dress than either of them has ever seen, said the hen wife. What would you like? I would like a dress as white as snow and green shoes for my feet, said Trembling. Then hen wife put on a cloak of darkness, clipped a piece from the rags that Trembling was wearing, and asked for the whitest and most beautiful dress in the world and a pair of green shoes. The moment she had the dress and the shoes, she gave them to Trembling, who tried them on. They were a perfect fit. When Trembling was dressed and ready, the henwife said, I have a honey bird here to sit on your right shoulder and a honey flower to put in your left. At the door stands a milk-white mare with a golden saddle for you to sit on and a golden bridle for you to hold in your hand. Trembling sat on the golden saddle and when she was ready to start, the henwife told her, you must not go inside the church, but wait at the door. The minute the people start leaving the church, you must come home as quick as you can. When Trembling arrived at the door of the church, everyone who caught a glimpse of her was dying to know who she was. They all hurried out at the end, but they were too slow. She was already halfway home. When she got back to the kitchen, she found that the henwife had prepared the meal. All she had to do was take off her white dress and put on her rags. When the two sisters arrived home, the henwife asked them, Have you any news from the church? Oh yes, they said. The most wonderful grand lady came to the church door. She had on the most stunning dress, and there wasn't a man in the church, from the king to the beggar, who wasn't trying to find out who she was. Nothing would content the sisters but to have dresses just like the one the grand lady had been wearing, though they could not have honeybirds or honey flowers to sit on their shoulders. Next Sunday, the two sisters went to church again in their new finery, leaving trembling at home to cook dinner. After they had gone, the henwife came in and asked, Will you go to church today? I would like to go, said trembling. What would you like to wear? asked the henwife. A dress of the finest black satin and red shoes for my feet. The henwife put on a cloak of darkness and asked for the dress and the shoes. She placed the honeybird on Trembling's right shoulder and the honey flower on her left and sat her on the mare with a saddle and bridle of silver. Once again the henwife warned Trembling not to go inside the church but to wait at the door and to rush away as soon as people rose at the end of the service. That Sunday, 
Everyone was even more astonished than before. Everyone was looking at her and wondering who she was. But once again she slipped away so fast that no one could catch her. The henwife had the meal ready, so all Trembling had to do was take off her satin dress and put her rags back on before his sisters got home. What news of you today? asked the henwife. We saw the grand lady again, said the sisters, and even our new dresses looked dowdy next to hers. Everyone was looking at her, and no one was looking at us. So all that week the sisters gave no one any rest or peace until they got their dresses as much like the lady's black satin as they could find. On the third Sunday, Fair and Brown went to church dressed in black satin. They left trembling at home to work in the kitchen, telling her to be sure and have dinner ready when they got back. After they had gone, the henwife came to the kitchen and said, Well, my dear, are you going to church today? I would if I had a new dress to wear, said trembling. What dress would you like? I would like a dress red as a rose from waist down and white as snow from waist up, a cape of green for my shoulders, a hat on my head with a red, a white and a green feather in it, and shoes for my feet with the toes red, the middle white and the backs and heels green. The henwife put on a cloak of darkness and asked for all of these things. When Trembling was dressed, the henwife put the honey bird on her right shoulder and the honey flower on her left. Then she placed the hat on her head, snipped a few hairs from one lock and a few from another with scissors, and beautiful golden hair cascaded down Trembling's shoulders. Trembling set off to church, riding a white mare with blue and gold diamond-shaped spots all over her body and a saddle and bridle of gold and the mare had a bird sitting between her ears which began to sing as soon as Trembling sat in the saddle and did not stop until she came home from the church. The fame of the beautiful lady had gone out throughout the world and all the princes and great men from far and wide came to the church that Sunday each hoping to meet her. The son of the king of Amania had forgotten all about fair all he could think about was the strange lady, so he did not go to church, but hid himself outside. The church was more crowded than ever before. Everyone was craning to get a glimpse of the beautiful lady. As soon as they began to rise, Trembling ran from the door to the mare. She was in the saddle in an instant and sweeping away like the wind. But the son of the king of Amania sprang after her and caught hold of her foot. She spurred on the mare, and he was left holding her shoe in his hand. Trembling was so upset, she thought the henwife would be very angry with her. But when she confessed, the henwife said, Don't worry about that. It may be the best thing that ever happened to you. When the sisters came home, Trembling was back in her rags and hard at work again. Have you any news from the church? asked the henwife. We have indeed, they said. Today the strange lady was wearing clothes even lovelier than before and riding the finest horse with a little bird between its ears that was singing all the while. The lady is certainly the most beautiful that has ever been seen in Ireland. Now, after Trembling had ridden off, leaving the son of the king of Amania with her shoe in his hand, he swore, I will have that lady for my wife. 
But the other king's sons who had come to the church said, Just because you have her shoe does not give you any right to her. You will have to fight us if you want to marry her. When I have found her, I will fight the whole world to keep her, said the son of the king of Amania. So then all the king's sons together began to travel the length and breadth of the country with the shoe, trying it upon every woman in the kingdom, not caring whether she was rich or poor, of high or low degree. When young women saw the prince of Amania with a shoe, many of them tried to make the shoe fit. Some cut a piece from their foot to squeeze it in. Others put something extra in their stocking to bulk it out. But it was no use. The shoe was a perfectly normal size, but it just would not fit anyone but its owner. Nor could anyone say what kind of material it was made from. On the day that the princes were due to visit their house, fair and brown, locked trembling in the closet, so that you will not shame us in front of the nobles. When the prince gave them the shoe to fair and brown, they tried and tried, but they could not make it fit either of them. Is there any other young woman in the house? asked the prince. No, said fair. Yes, there is, said trembling in the closet. I'm here. Oh, her, said fair. We only keep her to put out the ashes. But the princes would not leave the house until they let Trembling out the closet. When Trembling came out, she tried on the shoe, and it fitted perfectly. The prince of Amania looked at her and said, You are the woman the shoe fits, and you are the woman I took the shoe from. Fair said, Nonsense, she's only a raggedy servant girl. But Trembling said, Wait here. She went to the hen wife's house, and the henwife put on her cloak of darkness and wished for all the clothes again. And then, trembling, put on the outfits one by one and paraded before the princess, until even Fair and Brown had to admit that she was the strange grand lady. Then all the other princes said to the Prince of Amania, If you want to marry her, remember, you must fight us first. I'm ready, said the prince. First the son of the king of Lochlin stepped forward. The struggle began, and a terrible struggle it was. They fought for nine hours, and the son of the king of Lochlin conceded defeat. Next day was the son of the king of Spain, and they fought for six hours. On the third day, the son of the king of Greece fought for eight hours, and on the fourth day, the prince fought for the sons of half a dozen of the kings, and defeated them all. At last there were no more princes to fight, and they all agreed that the Prince of Amania could marry Trembling. The marriage day was fixed, and the invitations were sent out. The wedding celebrations lasted for a year and a day, and the prince brought home his bride. After some time a son was born, and Trembling sent for her elder sister to be with her and care for her. One day, when they were walking by the sea alone, Fair pushed his sister in, and she was swallowed by a whale. Fair went home and pretended to be trembling, for they did look very much alike. Where is your sister? asked the prince. She has gone home, for I am quite well and don't need her any more. Are you sure it is not my wife that has gone? asked the prince, for he felt in his heart that something was wrong. Oh no, she said. It's my sister fair that has gone. That night the prince laid his sword between them. If you are my wife, the sword will grow warm. If not, 
it will stay cold, he said. In the morning, the sword was as cold as it was when he put it there. Now, although Fair and Trembling had been walking alone by the sea, they had been seen by a young cowherd who was down by the water minding his cattle. He saw Fair push Trembling into the sea and the whales swallow her, and next day he saw the whales swim near the shore in the inrolling tide and cast Trembling out onto the sand. Trembling told him, Go and tell the prince that my sister Fair pushed me into the sea yesterday. The whales swallowed me and cast me out, but he will come and swallow me again with the next tide. He will do this three times. I am under a spell and cannot leave the beach, but must wait here to be swallowed again. Unless my husband saves me before I am swallowed for the first time, I shall be lost forever. He must come and shoot the whale with a silver bullet when he turns over onto his back. Under the breast fin of the whale is the reddish-brown spot. My husband must hit him in that spot, for it is the only place in which he can be killed. But when the cowherd got to the palace and started to tell his story, Fair gave him a drink that made him forget it all. Next day he went again to the sea. The whale came and cast trembling onto the shore again. She asked the boy, Did you tell the prince what I told you to tell him? No, he said, I forgot. The lady of the house gave me drink, and I forgot what to say. Well, do not forget tonight. If she offers you a drink, don't take it. As soon as the cowherd got to the palace, Fair offered him a drink, but he refused it, and he told the prince everything that Trembling had said. Next day, the prince went down to the beach with his gun, with a silver bullet in it. He had not been there long when the whale came and cast Trembling out onto the beach. She looked at her husband, but she had no power to speak. He kept his eye on the whale. It rolled just once onto its back, and he took aim and fired. He had but one chance, but he took it. He hit the whale on the exact spot, and the whale, mad with pain, turned the sea all round red with its blood, and then died. From that moment, Trembling was able to speak again. She went home with her husband, and they took the cowherd with them into the household, raising him as if were one of their own, and sending him to school. As for Fair, the prince sent her to sea in a barrel, with provisions in it for seven years. In time, Trembling had a second child, a daughter. She said, if this little girl lives, no one shall marry her but the little cowherd. And so it turned out, when the cowherd and the prince's daughter got married, Trembling said to her husband, You could not have saved me from the whale without the help of the little cowherd, so now I do not begrudge him my daughter. The son of the king of Amania and his wife Trembling had fourteen children, and the two lived happily until they died of old age. The End <laughs>